Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 6 through 23. Now in this portion of the chapter, we have the selection of David from the sons of Jesse to be the next king of Israel. We also have David's early employment by King Saul as his harp player and armor bearer. Let's begin by reading verses 6 through 13. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Let's begin our study of this portion of 1 Samuel 16 with some background notes. In the first part of this chapter, we saw that Samuel was directed to go to Bethlehem and secretly anoint one of the sons of a man named Jesse as the next king of Israel. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn with oil, and go, I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. King Saul was going to be removed by God from being king over Israel because of his disobedience and pride and rebellious attitude. When Samuel arrived in Bethlehem, we read in verse 4, that the elders of the city came trembling to meet Samuel. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? Now why were they trembling? Well, remember, Samuel was a circuit-riding judge. And the elders of Bethlehem were thinking that Samuel had come to their city to pronounce and execute judgment concerning some matter. That's why they said to Samuel, do you come in peace? Samuel assured them that he had come in peace and that they should consecrate themselves and come to a sacrifice to the Lord that Samuel was about to offer. And he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. Remember, this was the cover that the Lord told Samuel to use when he came to Bethlehem so that the disobedient and rejected King Saul would not know that Samuel was anointing the next king of Israel. The anointing with oil of the kings and high priests of Israel in those days was a symbolic gesture indicating that this person was set apart for God's holy service. 
The oil, of course, was olive oil, not motor oil. David was anointed here in 1 Samuel 16 in private, and then later, after King Saul's death, he was anointed publicly, first over Judah in 2 Samuel chapter 2, and then over all of Israel in 2 Samuel chapter 5. Well, so much for background. Let's move now to our doctoral teaching points. So doctrinal point number one, all human hearts are under the searching eye of God. All human hearts are under the searching eye of God. We read in Ruth chapter 4 that Jesse was the grandson of Ruth and Boaz and that David was the great-grandson of Ruth and Boaz. Well, since Ruth comes before 1 Samuel in the Bible, why didn't Samuel know right away that he was to anoint David? Because Samuel did not have the book of Ruth when he went down to Bethlehem to anoint the next king of Israel. In fact, the book of Ruth was written after this time and probably written by Samuel himself. So when Samuel came to Bethlehem, all he knew is what God told him, that one of Jesse's sons would be the next king. But which son? Jesse had eight sons. Samuel does not know at this point which son of Jesse is to be anointed as the next king of Israel. Jesse had seven of his sons parade before Samuel, but not David, because David was only a young shepherd boy out in the fields taking care of the sheep. At first, Samuel was convinced that Eliab, Jesse's oldest son, was the one because he looked impressive. After all, Saul had been an impressive-looking king. But God said, no, Samuel, he is not the one. Stop looking at his appearance. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. You know, sometimes this verse has been pulled out of context and used by folks to justify wrongdoing. Hey, God knows my heart, you know, so I can do whatever I want. Outward appearance doesn't count with God. That is certainly not what this verse is saying. The point of this verse, then and today, is that we tend to be so impressed with outward appearance and credentials of people. How good-looking they are. How athletic they are. How smart they are. How many degrees do they have after their names? How much money do they have? What connections do they have? But God is not impressed with such outward appearances. He looks at the heart of a person. Are they proud? Are they hypocritical? Are they rebellious? Or are they humble and open to God and his word? In John chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus said that God is looking for people to worship him. We need to look beyond outward appearances to the heart attitude of a person. God sees the heart of every person. All human hearts are under the searching eye of God. Doctrine point number two. All evil spirits are under the sovereign control of God. All evil spirits are under the sovereign control of God. Verses 14 through 23. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said to him, Surely an evil spirit from God is troubling you. Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. 
And it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the evil spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. So Saul said to his servants, Provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. And Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them by his son David to Saul. So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. Then Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And so it was, whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the evil spirit would depart from him. We see in these verses that young David already had a relationship with King Saul before David fought Goliath. Because of David's music ability and skill with a harp, David became Saul's harp player. Saul really liked David and made young David his armor bearer, as we see in verse 21. So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. But what about this evil spirit that terrorized Saul? Verses 14 through 16 says it was from the Lord. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said to him, Surely an evil spirit from God is troubling you. Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. And it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the evil spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. Now, do these verses give you a problem? Evil spirit from the Lord? In 1 Kings chapter 22, we have the same so-called problem where verse 23 says, the Lord put a deceiving spirit in the mouth of the false prophets. I'm reading 1 Kings 22, verse 23. This is where the prophet Micaiah is speaking to King Ahab about his false prophets. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster against you. 1 Kings 22 Verse 23, so the Lord put a deceiving spirit, a lying or deceiving spirit in the mouth of these false prophets of Ahab. But this is really not a problem when we see the overall teaching of Scripture. All evil spirits are under the sovereign control of God. Evil spirits were at one time part of the holy angelic hosts of heaven created by God. But they rebelled against God and fell along with Satan. Now they are evil spirits. God did not create them evil, and he is not the source of their evil. We learn from Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, that eventually all of these fallen angels, along with Satan, will be in hell. Matthew 25, 41. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. But right now, these 
fallen angels, evil spirits, along with Satan, are not yet consigned to hell. But now don't get the idea that they have complete freedom either. No, they are under the sovereign control of God and only permitted to do what God allows. And while God is not the source of evil, he can use the evil of mankind or fallen angels to accomplish his purpose. And that's what we see here in 1 Samuel chapter 16, when it says that the evil spirit was from the Lord. Ephesians 1.11 says that God works all things after the counsel of his will. Ephesians 1.11. All evil spirits are under the sovereign control of God. Now, what about practical application from this portion of 1 Samuel chapter 16? Listen to hymns in order to soothe your soul. Listen to hymns in order to soothe your soul. Most likely, when David played on his harp before Saul, he played some of the psalms he had written. As a result, Saul's soul was refreshed, and the evil spirit departed from him. Many times we have troubled souls, not necessarily from evil spirits, but from all kinds of pressures. Did you ever try listening to good Christian music that contains scripture and scriptural truth to calm your troubled soul? Try it. It does work. Many believers have found this to be a blessing. Listen to hymns to soothe your soul. 